Welcome to Up In Your Business with Carrie McCoy, a production of FlagandBanner.com. Stay tuned to the end of the show to hear how you can get a copy of this program and other helpful documents. And now, it's time for Carrie McCoy to get all up in your business. Thank you, Jesse. If right now you're sitting at your computer, you might want to watch us live on FlagandBanner.com's Facebook page. It's kind of fun to see what goes on behind the scenes. And today, as with really every day, it seems like a lot is going on. How many people are here, Jesse? Wait, don't tell me. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. There's nine people in this room. <laughs> That's a lot of stuff. For all you audiophiles out there, we are testing our new Sling Studio device. If you're an audiophile, you may know what that is, and you may have already creeped on it a little bit. And I really shouldn't call it a device or hardware. I should call it a toy, because that's actually really what these guys kind of think of it is. So we're testing this hardware today. It's only This hardware's only about one year old, and it is going to revolutionize the quality of live streaming. You can see it on act, uh, in action on flagandbanner.com's Facebook page right now as we speak to see if you think the quality is any good. Also, I want to tell everybody, this is Jesse's last show with us. It sure is. If you listen very much, you know that Jesse has four small children, a full-time job, and hosts his own show on Wednesday nights right here on KABF. What's the name of your show? My show is called Phonomania. What the heck does that mean? It is uh, a people who love music. Oh. So... Phonomania, people who love music. Any kind of genre, I bet. Any kind. What time? Seven to nine on Wednesday nights. Were you on? Was your mic not on a minute ago when you were talking, or was it? No, it was. Oh, okay, good. This show, Up in Your Business with Carrie McCoy, began as a platform for me, a small business owner and a guest, to pay forward our experiential knowledge in a conversational way. Originally, I thought it would appeal to entrepreneurs and wannabe entrepreneurs, but it seems to have had a much wider audience because, after all, who isn't inspired by everyday people's American-made stories? Nobody. Everybody's inspired. Another discovery I find interesting is that many, many of my guests have a spiritual bend. I think this belief in a higher power has been given them the ability to feel like they can take risks. That's, that's, that's my take on it. And now this next discovery really caught me by surprise. Almost all my guests have the heart of a teacher, which is to say they're good at explaining, communicating, and lifting others up. And last, that business in of itself is creative, more so than I ever thought. Every week on this show, I learn something new and creative. Our guest today on the show is Mr. Jim Daly. If you were to read his resume, you might think he was a millennial because of his service work and citizenship. But Mr. Daly is a baby boomer and past mayor of Little Rock, Arkansas, and current tourism director for the state of Arkansas. Talk about a communicator. Today, we're going to talk about the natural state and all there is to do here. We're going to get his take on our current and future states of affairs. And last, I want to hear some stories, some Arkansas folklore. I bet he's got some. If you're just listening for the first time, you may be asking yourself, what's this lady's story and why should I listen? Well, Jesse is here to tell you. Over 40 years ago, with only $400, Carrie McCoy founded Arkansas Flag and Banner. During the last four decades, the business has grown and changed dramatically, from door-to-door sales to telemarketing to mail order and catalog sales, and now Flag and Banner relies heavily on the internet, including its newest feature, live chatting. With time and experience, Carrie's business and leadership knowledge grew. As early as 2004, she began sharing this knowledge on her weekly blog. 
Today, she's used her learned skills to found the nonprofit Friends of Dreamland Brawl Room, as well as the in-house publication Brave Magazine, and now this very production. Each week on this show, you'll hear candid conversations between her and her guests about real-world experiences on a variety of businesses and topics that we hope you'll find interesting. If you would like to ask Carrie a question or share your story, send an email to questions at upyourbusiness.org. That's Q-U-E-S-T-I-O-N-S at upyourbusiness.org. Or post a comment on flagandbanner.com's Facebook page. Thank you, Jesse. This is our 98th show. Can you believe that, Jesse? I mean, really. It's, it's mind-boggling, huh? It is. And I think you've been here for at least half of them, maybe more. Oh, yeah. Oh, well over nine months of shows, I know for sure. And 100 shows, if there's 52 weeks in a year, 100 shows is two years. We're almost at the two. In September, it'll be the two-year mark. Um, and, you know, I'd like to do something really fun and exciting for the 100th show like some sort of celebration or something special but i am not creative if anybody out there has got any ideas help us if you have a suggestion write a comment on flagandbanner.com's facebook page and if we use your suggestion i will send you a gift from flagandbanner.com i'm not sure what it'll be but it'll probably be some kind of flag <laughs> or something patriotic it'll probably be a home kit like a flagpole and a flag for your home so if you've got a great idea of what we should do on our hundredth show Post it on Facebook and let me know. I would love some suggestions. Many of you may remember my guest today as the mayor of Little Rock from 1993 to 2006, but I remember him as the son of Mr. Daly, owner of Daly Office Supplies in downtown Little Rock and what is now known as the Rivermark area. Daly Office Supplies was the place to shop for your business needs. When I met Mr. Daly, he was an older, genteel man who couldn't have been nicer to this young, naive whippersnapper just starting her business with little to no money. But Mr. Daly treated me with dignity and respect, and once he bought me a Coke out of the vending machine to drink while I shopped. These caring qualities seem to have been passed down into the next generation. I see many of these traits in his son and my guest today, Mr. Jim Daly, past mayor of Little Rock, Arkansas, and current tourism director for the state of Arkansas. Just listen to my guest's resume and bio. He was born in Batesville, schooled in Fayetteville. He served for more than 20 years as an elected official. 14 of them were as mayor of Little Rock, Arkansas. Jim worked to expand the State House Convention Center, build Verizon Arena, create the River Rail and Big Dam Bridge projects. He has been president of the National Office Products Association and the Arkansas Municipal League. He has also been chairman for the advisory committee of the National League of Cities, the FCC Intergovernmental Advisory Committee, Little Rock's Airport Commission, and the Arkansas State Parks Recreation and Travel Commission. It is a pleasure to welcome to the table the current tourism director for the state of Arkansas, Mr. Jim Daly. Wow, Carrie. You sound good. <laughs> it's great to be here, and it's especially great to be with you. Thank well, you. you. Thank you for remembering my dad. Oh, uh, he was certainly one of, when you think about entrepreneurs and people that worked hard and were committed to their community at the same time, he was an example that I've tried to emulate, but I don't know that I've ever quite caught up with him. He was, he was awesome. He was awesome. He really was. 
So uh, did he start that business or did was he it? He did. Okay. Actually, he uh, uh, grew up uh, in Little Rock. Actually, I was born in Little Rock, not Batesville, even though I oh. just love Batesville and was mm -hmm. up there just last week for a Did you just tourism. grow up in Batesville? No, really not. I'm not that sure. That was on your bio from, that you but, sent me, uh, I thought. Well, somebody it slipped that one in there. Let's I'm talk to sure. your secretary. <laughs> We're going to have to. <laughs> but, but I love Batesville. In fact, uh, Mark Martin up there, you know, the uh, race car driver, oh, he yeah. is partnering uh -huh. with us now on some work with the state uh, and getting our message out to the world because people love racing. They love the NASCAR circuit, his history. He's got a museum there in Batesville now that is fascinating to see and you got me sidetracked here but that's good but quite frankly he was uh I, he called our office and said hey i want to do something you know i'm back in arkansas i'm living here i've got my ford dealership here and we have and i have a museum so i went and visited him and he took me on the tour of the museum and there's actually what's so fascinating is that his parents had to drive him to the racetrack when he first started doing dirt track driving there in Batesville because he was not old enough to drive a car yet. Wow. So, so his whole history is there. I mean, you can go through his journal where he won $50 here, the clutch went out here, you name it. I mean, what a history and what a hero. And he's giving back to Arkansas, which is beautiful. So, so he contacted you. He did, yeah. And so just like my dad, he was that kind of person that uh, cares about our state always was giving back and he mark martin is giving back uh, just like my dad did for so many years that's a, is, is there a freeway that goes to batesville or do you have to take a highway well th there's not a freeway although when you get off at bald knob you go well you go like through um, uh, jacksonville and on up like through searcy and then get off at bald knob so you're on four lane road most of the way and so it's a it's what maybe an hour and a half to get there at the most hour and a quarter is something like that yeah Beautiful country, right Beautiful. on the White River, and uh, the mayor up there, Mayor uh, Elmendorf, he is doing just a wonderful job of uh, promoting that city. They have just redone uh, the old uh, Melba Theater in downtown Batesville. He'll love it that I'm putting this plug on your show <laughs> because what they've done, they've got an incredible aquatics and uh, community center there that the community came together around a, a tax, a limited time tax, and I'd love to have it in Little Rock. It's the finest I've seen in the state. But the Melba is an old 1930s theater that uh, a couple of people there decided they wanted to refurbish it and reopen it. Community came together. People from the college there helped reupholster chairs, refinish the armrests on chairs, and it is beautiful now. Seats about 400, and they're doing second-run movies there in this place. And right in their little downtown with a couple of good restaurants there. So... So it's a theater like a movie theater. Yeah, it is. I mean, they're running... Uh, you like know, the old Rialtos and stuff. Exactly. And like in Cersei, the Rialto, yeah. or the Rialto and El Dorado, or the... Oh, uh, I miss the those so and, bad. Lyric and Harrison. I mean, those. that's a you know, one of the things I'm captivated by is um, the history of Arkansas and maybe the history trails that people can follow when they visit here. Maybe it's around civil rights, or maybe it's the Trail of Tears, or maybe it's museums, or maybe it's... Uh, old theaters of the 20s mm -hmm. and 30s who knows mm -hmm. we've got some great history we do here. yeah we really and the do. delta is just full of history also and there's so much going on over there did you there. go to school what did you go to school to get i went to school in? uh here in little rock i went to uh, start i was i'm a catholic so i went to uh, holy souls uh, in elementary school but where'd you go to college fayetteville right fayetteville. or did Actually, i get that I wrong too no 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 i started <laughs> I, I went to catholic high school and then i was going to be a dentist that was my thought 
So, oh, I, wow. so I went to New Orleans uh, to go to, to uh, school down there at a Jesuit school, Loyola. Got down there the day before classes. I called my dad and said, you know, I don't think I really want to be a dentist. No. And he said, that's fine. That's hard I have work. a son as a dentist now. But, but that said, we had a, a great visit about that. I came back to after two years at Loyola, came back to Fayetteville, was uh, there for three years, graduated. And, and uh, so my roots are deep here in Arkansas. So does your son have a backache? I have to hear all those dentists with backache from bending over and looking in the people. You're, you know, not, you're twisted funny. Actually, I hear him talk about it, whether it's shoulders or what have yeah. you. In fact, he, he goes, he has a physical therapist that he works with that helps him train to use the muscles that right. allow him to do that kind of thing where he's on his feet or mm-hmm. even if he's sitting on a stool reaching You're, over that's people. right i have a friend yeah. who's a dental hygienist and she they've got a lifespan that they you do. can do that work because it's it, you wouldn't think of it as being a strength now talking about theaters i want to interrupt okay, you go ahead, because i am so proud of what you have done over here on nice dreamland I, that is just unbelievable and something you don't know as well what? when i split off from my dad to do more of the commercial type of office furniture and office design uh, back in 1980s, early 80s, uh, I ended up um, looking. I, I, we located our office down in Riverdale, but I ended up looking for a building. I was thinking about moving into a building. Unfortunately, I did not get your building, but I you was looking at, looking it, at you? your building to have it redone into kind of a design studio for office furniture. It's expensive, wasn't it? It was, and at the same time, uh, I was in the midst. Somebody approached me and was interested in buying the company, and that's when I got back in politics. You worked for your dad for how long? I was with him from, uh, oh, I guess probably, what, two, like 1965 to maybe somewhere around uh, the late, uh, early 80s. Why did it close? Why did you close it? Well, I mean, after I had uh, split off and then sold that, I had kind of lost. You split off from from off. from the original Daly's Office Furniture, Daly's Office Supply. What did you split off to be? I've more contract design. We oh, were okay. a steel case mm-hmm. dealer mm-hmm. dealing. Mm-hmm. Now it's my company. I sold. It's now today's office. And oh right. So okay. And and they took it on to be a much bigger company. So that's more module kind of. Yeah. Yeah. You, you put up walls. And yeah. Stuff. And my dad was more of the retailer type. Mm-hmm. I mean, right. and which he loved, and and you know he started the first of the you know, the open houses during Christmas holidays. And he would always buy all the gifts and accessories and all of that. So You mean open houses for businesses? They yeah. didn't do that before? Well, that blue laws in Arkansas, for one thing, back in those early days, you know, you couldn't sell anything on Sunday. So my dad's creativity said, I've got an answer to that. We're going to have an open house on the first Sunday in November or whenever it is. We'll bring out all of our new stuff. We'll let people come in. We'll serve them coffee and tea and desserts and what have you. And if there's something they want, we'll set it aside for them, and they can come back and buy it on Monday. So creative. It was what was creative. I talking about? Business yeah, being that's creative. Exactly right. So, uh, so he's one of my heroes, just like you are. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Uh, so he, so you, you, you branched off and created these module offices. Right. But then, why did Daly's close? Well, when uh, I sold the company, the the modular uh, mm-hmm. commercial end of it, and uh, my dad's health was beginning to fail, mm-hmm. and so. I decided I'd go back and help uh, as we were deciding what we were going to do with the company. And I think once he was gone, the heart of the business was gone mm-hmm. to some extent. Mm-hmm. Uh, my dad, unfortunately, had Alzheimer's. And oh, so gosh. as that was uh, uh, progressing, then I stepped in and we just finally, the family, we said, let's just go ahead. And and nobody was passionate about it. No. Again. And so we, we just liquidated and that was it. So sure. 
But we are still using the old building on Rock Street. We have a loft apartments in there. It's called Rock Street Lofts. And, I know. Yeah. Rock Street Loft Apartments. Yeah. It comes from your dad's, was where Daly's office, that's exactly office right. supplies yeah. were. Yeah, I don't think a lot of people know that. This is a great place to take a break. When we come back, we'll continue our conversation with Mr. Jim Daly, Director of Tourism for the State of Arkansas. We'll learn about places to vacation or visit in the natural state, and we'll hear some Arkansas folklore. We'll be right back after the break. You're listening to Up In Your Business with Carrie McCoy, a production of FlagAndBanner.com. If you miss any part of this show or want to learn more about UIYB, go to FlagAndBanner.com and click on Radio Show. Be proactive and join our email list or like us on Facebook to get an early sneak peek of each week's guest. We'll be right back. You're listening to Up In Your Business with me, Carrie McCoy. I'm speaking today with Mr. Jim Daly, past mayor of Little Rock and current director of tourism for the state of Arkansas. Before the break, we talked about Jim's daddy and the business daily office supplies and him selling the business and times changing and that the fact that where his business was, was that big, is it yellow? Big yellow? It was yellow. What is it now? It's now a kind of a brick red. <laughs> It was yellow. See, was, I can yeah. really remember it. So anyway, I was going to say it's that big yellow building downtown, but it's not yellow anymore. It's a big red brick building called, uh, what did you say it was called? What, what apartments? Rock Street Lofts. Rock Street Lofts is where the old daily office supplies was. But now we're going to talk about being the mayor. What crazy person wants to run for mayor? There are like five people running for mayor right now, and I just don't understand politicians. I don't know why anybody would want to be in that fishbowl but tell me how you ended up running for mayor in 1993 well so much uh, goes back to my dad once again because he always in, was involved in the community you know business association in fact i just spoke to a club a couple of days ago that he had been a member of the lions club here in little rock and so he had encouraged me and in the 70s when i was still a young whippersnapper <laughs> i thought about uh, doing something like getting elected somewhere. So I thought about running for the state legislature and a fellow who was our insurance agent uh, for the company, the furniture company, uh, Bud Baldwin, uh, he said, well, I'm getting ready to step down from a position on city council. Why doesn't Jim run for that? So I did. Uh Make the story short, I got elected. I spent four years on the city board and then stepped out. I didn't run again for 10 years. And then I'd always felt like we needed to have a directly elected mayor and so I was continued to sort of push for that. What do you mean directly elected? Meaning that in the from 19, probably about 1938 or 39, uh, Little Rock was a pure city manager form of government. Oh, we I still didn't have a city manager, but at that time, the each of the city elect uh, city board members, city council members, were elected at large, and each uh, uh, and then the mayor was chosen from the city council by the by the council. So in uh, probably 1988 or 89, somewhere around there, we went through a community goal-setting process. The community said, we need to have a directly elected mayor. We need to have some ward representation. We changed our charter to do that. I was appointed for two years under the old system. As mayor? As mayor. So you got a little taste of it. Right. And then I ran and was elected for three, four-year terms is what it amounted to. And then I thought I'd had enough. Were you the first one to be directly elected? Until you go, unless you want to go back into the beginning of the city's charter. I'm the longest serving mayor ever, even though uh, I 
I would say that from 1836, whenever when we were founded, the, city was, the state was 1836. Our charter, I'm trying to remember, was right about the same time. And But all mayors up until probably 1958 or something like that were um, elected. elected mayors by the public. Then they became appointed. And then they became appointed and then went, and they back, went back to, to directly being elected. elected mayors. Right. So you're the first one in modern day. Well, I'm the first one, yeah, in modern day. Mark Stodel is the second. Mayors can go, can be mayors forever, right? Well, obviously, it depends on whether you want to, whether you live long enough. Or the but there's public, no term limit. Or the public. No, you're right. No term limit. And in Arkansas, uh, mayors run nonpartisan, which, uh, mm-hmm. quite frankly, I love. I Because love it. I had city council members that were, you know, were ACORN members, very social uh, and social uh, advocates. I had uh, people that were staunch, uh, right-wing uh, thinking, and others that are on the left side. And yet we always worked for the best of the city. Isn't that a lovely thought? It is a nice thought. <laughs> a novel thought. <laughs> um, so you were there for 14, 14 years. 14 years, right. Why did you decide to quit? You know, well, actually, after 10 years, I was starting to think, you know, like everything, you have a passion for something, you feel like you're accomplishing a lot, you're working on things you want to accomplish. And I started thinking, you know, maybe I won't run for another term. But we were in the midst of uh, courting President Clinton to locate the library here in Little Rock. And he came to me one day, grabbed me by the lapel of my jacket (laughs) and said, Mayor Daly, (laughs) I hear you're thinking about uh, dropping out and not seeking reelection. And I said, well, thinking about it, Mr. President. And he said, I don't want another mayor there when we open that presidential library. And I said, no pressure. I said, yes, sir. (laughs) (laughs) So I ran then and and there were other things I felt like I've you know, wanted to do in my life. And the mayor's job, I tell you, is consuming. I mean, it's 24-7. You're on call. You have things every night that you Every night you do. eat out at a something. I mean, every night there's two, three, four events of some sort. You may go for five minutes here for 30 minutes there. Uh, you're you got to have good shoes. The week You do. The weekends are full with events and all of that. And there's a huge responsibility. Because you don't, when do you get to work is what I always think is well, weird. Well, you have to have a good staff. I mean, you really do. Because, because you're really just a figurehead almost running really around are. and you then really you are. come you, back. You are working to establish policy direction and at the same time be the chief spokesperson. Uh, you got the bully pulpit, so you're there to do that. But quite frankly, without the 2,000 employees or without the you know, the hundred we had two thousand employees at city government, yeah, Little Rock. Two thousand plus. Running two thousand people make me crazy. <laughs> well, you gotta have good people. I mean But I'm, you only spoke to how many at the top? Oh, probably at the top fifteen or twenty, something yeah, like that. Yeah, that's about all yeah, I can do. Yeah, right. Something like that. Same way at Parks and Tourism, and I know we'll talk about that later, but um, you have the same thing. I mean, we've got fifteen hundred employees over there in the total agency and under tourism probably ninety employees but you deal with the main key individuals that run the ship so you were the mayor when clinton made his announcement from the state house yeah. convention center what was. was that like probably gives me goosebumps still and probably the two most uh, memorable events of my time as mayor were a when he was elected president and b when we in 1997 opened the doors to Central High School to the Little Rock Nine with the president there, the governor there, and myself there. What year was that? 1997, the Mm -hmm. 40th year anniversary. Mm -hmm. 
and 5,000 people on the lawn, international publicity, and the president, the governor, and the mayor there opening the door that had been turned or closed to those nine African-Americans back in 1957. And when we opened that door that day, with three of us are standing there, and they're walking in, several of them with tears in their eyes, you just know that uh, they have, this has touched them, and certainly it touched the world. Touches me just thinking about it. I know. It still gives me goosebumps. That's what I say with the president getting elected. You're about to cry. <laughs> it's still. People cry on this show all the time, yeah, don't they, Jesse? Yeah. I know. I'm, they make me cry. A couple of weeks ago, I cried. I'm about to cry over that, too, thinking about it. I bet that was unbelievable when it, the door opened. It really was. Uh, what about in the old state house when they were all up at the, I think I said, convention center but it was the old state house yeah, it was the old state house yeah and as i recall that night was one of the coldest nights probably ever on that night in little rock and everyone was freezing uh, and at the same time there was the warmth of what was going on and i mean it was just an exciting time and and, and you know that and also the opening of the presidential library i mean those all it's huge events that uh, put Little Rock and Arkansas on the map in a positive way. What's your favorite thing about being the mayor? Dealing with the people. I mean, oh, that's please. A, I'm serious. That's people a, say that all the time. No, but it is. It really is. I mean, that, people drive know, me crazy. But but let me tell you. I, I mean, I was flying in one night from someplace, and I was you know sitting on the aisle, two seats. There was a young lady, probably 18 or something, sitting next to me, and and she said, "What do you do?" And I said, "Well." I'm the mayor. And she said, oh, okay. And so we're flying on a little bit. began to land, coming into Little Rock. You see the lights. And she looked over at me and she said, I bet it's pretty cool to look out there and know that you're the mayor over all of that. Oh. <laughs> and I said, you're right. It is. That so, is cool. So it is pretty cool to be mayor. I have no doubt about it. I mean, that, you know, and I think sometimes even now today, I mean, people, they still call me mayor. And I love it because to me, regardless how much I love being tourism director, the mayor is probably the most significant title that other than being husband and father that I could possibly have. And so, but I, I just, I love the fact that I was mayor. Well, once you're a mayor and like once you're a president, you're a mayor forever. Yeah. And I also kid about it though. Sometimes and people still call me mayor and I say, you've forgotten my first name, haven't you? Mm -hmm. It's just, oh, mayor, that's true, just mayor Daly. Oh, there's mayor. Oh, hey, mayor. <laughs> yeah, <that's right. laughs> uh, what probably was the most challenging and something that you did not expect when you were the mayor that you were like wow uh, there are probably a number of things but the thing that was that hit us so hard was in uh, 1992 93 94 that era in there when we had all the uh young uh, uh gangs hot, yeah the gangs the crime. the crime and the killings 77 homicides in one year hbo special that was causing conventions to council coming to little rock people to question anybody's sanity to think about moving or coming to little rock and to me that was one of the most devastating moments uh, and that was early in my mayoral career and i remember that day sitting there in my office and and you know like the 47th or 36th or whatever it was that had been killed i don't remember the tragedy of what number it was but i was sitting there thinking god what can i do as mayor and i knew we need to beef up police we need to do this that and the other but one thing that, this is probably the first time I've ever publicly stated it, but I started a little program where I would go out and visit the families of each homicide. Mm. And over a period of about three years, probably visited 125, mm. 140 families. The media 
played along with me and did not attend. I didn't want them there. This was just a personal thing in order to get a sense of connection to people that were hurting to see how we could do something to help and at the same time to learn in ways that might be meaningful to what we were trying to do to deal with the crime but also with the social uh, unfairness in many ways in these uh, neighborhoods. Oh, just to get the just get it from the horse's mouth. You just do. go there and find you out. Exactly. And I sell every now and then I'll run into someone who'll stop me and say, Aren't you Mayor Daly? And I said, Yes. And they'll say, I'll never forget you because you came to my home after I lost my son. Oh. You know, something like that. And just so needlessly so much. Oh. I was in um I was in uh, Las Vegas checking in and the guy said, Oh, you're from Little Rock. I've been to Little Rock. I said, Oh, it's a nice city. He said, No, I won't ever go back. I checked in, walked down the main street, got a gun pulled on me and they stole my oh, wallet. And wow. I went, oh my gosh, you're right. It was, yeah. it was the wild, wild west. Yeah, it was. And, you know, unfortunately, um, uh, we're never going to get rid of all the crime. We're never going to get rid of all the things we would love to. What is the answer to all that? To me, so much of it is just uh, understanding it and making connections to people and not just trying to come up with quick and easy answers. Because you can build more jails, you can lock more people up, yeah, you can hire more it. police officers. You know, you and can blame the police, but can. it's crime on yeah, crime. It's it is, each other yeah. on each other. Yeah. yeah. So it's, I don't know the answer. I don't either. It's a combination we, of things, but it takes a community to come together. And one of the things we did to reduce crime back at that time, uh, fortunately, we had a study and a grant that came from the Robert Woods Johnson Foundation and the Casey Foundation that uh, gave us a program to establish neighborhood alert centers in mm-hmm. various parts of the older parts of the city. Did that and help? There, oh, yeah, it did because. Not only did you have a police presence there, that community policing, but you also had a neighborhood advocate and a codes enforcement team member that worked with people in the neighborhood to identify the problems, the issues, do what you can do to help, and it really made a difference. Yeah, I think we need to quit glorifying gangsters. I agree with that. I mean, that seems like a pretty simple way to stop it. It's like, You know, you, you hate it. I mean, you see something that you, you have to believe the only reason they did it, whether it's a school shooting mass shooting you name it 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 almost seems like they want it for their name to be in the you know in print and then it also becomes an example to somebody else that says oh i can go do that i can get popular and yeah, get recognition yeah. yeah they really do kind of glorify the the the, the gangster the heads of the mm-hmm. gangs i think um you did the expansion of the state house convention center right. the building of the you were there with the verizon arena that was kind of a joint project yeah because that was in north little rock actually it was little rock in fact i was blessed to be at a time when there were three of us that were friends that worked well together mayor hayes in north little rock judge valiance at the county and myself and each year at the beginning of the year we would sit down we'd go to hot springs or someplace spend the weekend and say what are we going to be working on this year Excellent. what can we do together do they still do that? I don't know. I really don't. But things like the uh, building of the convention center, the river project, Verizon Arena, riverfront development, so many things came as a result of uh, leadership sitting down, putting their egos aside as much as they can, and then moving forward with things that are good for the total community. That's exactly what Steve Clark said when he was here and he was talking about he's the head of the chamber in Fayetteville. And he said every year, all five of those communities up there, Rogers, Springdale, Bentonville, Fayetteville and one other get together and they make a plan Mm -hmm. for the area because what's good for one is good for the other. Well, when you know, when people look at us from the outside, they don't look at that little river that divides us from North Little Rock to Little Rock. 
It's really about what's the community about. And so I'm proud right now, as we all should be, and I think we are, that North Little Rock is doing some great oh, things so over there in Argenta and that restaurants mm-hmm. and building new facilities that mm-hmm. are going to make that even more of a, a... I have to tell you, though, the river rail, it drives me crazy. Really? <laughs> Driving on it? Yeah. <laughs> has it been a success? Uh, it, it, there's two ways to measure, so okay. I'll be real political about okay. that and tell okay. you that. Uh, in numbers, I don't think it's been a success. Yeah. In terms of what it has added to the community and probably this sort of image, I think it's been very successful. Well, I, I think this is what I heard. And I said, why in the world would we spend so much money on putting in the river rail when it, when the river market was already starting to boom yeah, and there were a lot right. of motorcyclists that came down there and they were going to quit coming down there if we put it in because it was t- it's detrimental. Because of the track. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, I can't remember who it was. It may have been Mayor Stodolis said that the city was given uh, 80% funding from the federal government to put in transit, mass yeah. transit. Is yeah. that true? It is true. In fact, I, I have to... And that's why we did it. Well, it's not why we did it. It's probably only because of that would we have considered doing something that probably was not going to be economically the business choice mm-hmm. to give you a return on the investment in dollars. Uh, but I can remember when Buddy and Pat and I sat down at that time, and I kid about this, I said one of the best negotiating deals I guess I've ever been part of because federal government's going to give us 80%. So we mm-hmm. have to come up with 20%. So we agreed there in a meeting that each of us would divide it a third, a third, a third. So, <laughs> Out so, of your pocket. That's right. So seven and a half percent or seven and a third or whatever, seven and two thirds would be paid for. By the county, by, by, the, by the North Little Rock, by, North by, Rock, Rock. by the city. Now, after that, if there was extensions that went more North Little Rock or Little Rock, they would be paid for a greater percentage by that community. But I'm still supportive of it. I think it's... Uh, it adds something that I think um, the kids like to ride on it. Well, and long term, you know, we're not there in this community yet, but long term, it sets the stage for maybe it's transit to the airport or maybe it's I've other that, yeah. other transit opportunities in the future. Mm-hmm, I've heard that too. All right, this is another great place to take a break. When we come back, we'll continue our conversation with Mr. Jim Daly, Director of Tourism for the state of Arkansas. We'll learn about places to vacation or day trip in the natural state. And if we have time, we're going to get the inside scoop on current and future affairs of Arkansas. And in this next segment, we'll be taking calls. So get your question ready. Jesse will give you the number right after the break. But first, I want to remind everyone we're broadcasting live every Friday afternoon at 2 p.m. Central Time on both KABF 88.3 FM, The Voice of the People, and FlagandBanner.com's Facebook page. And that after one week of every show's airing, a podcast is made available on all popular listening sites and YouTube. We'll talk more after the break. Arkansas Flag and Banner is proud to underwrite Up In Your Business with Carrie McCoy. McCoy began this broadcast with the intention of offering a mentoring platform for those with an entrepreneurial spirit. Through candid conversations and interesting interviews with business and community-minded Arkansans, listeners gain insight into starting and running a business, the ups and downs of risk-taking, and the commonalities of successful people. Carrie McCoy, founder and president of Arkansas Flag and Banner, believes in paying knowledge and experience forward and developed this radio show as a means of doing so. The biographies, life experiences, and wisdom of her guests would likely go unheard if not for this venue. Rarely do people open up for an hour to an audience about their life mistakes, triumphs, and pitfalls. 
This unique radio show allows the listener intimate access into the stories of prominent leaders in our state. I'm Adrienne McNally, manager of the Arkansas Flag and Banner Showroom and Gift Shop, located on the first floor of the historic DeBorean Hall on the corner of 9th and State Streets in downtown Little Rock, Arkansas. In business for 43 years, we offer an old school shopping experience with front door parking, clerks to help you, and department store variety. Open Monday through Friday, 8 to 5.30, and Saturday, 10 to 4. You're listening to Up In Your Business with me, Carrie McCoy, and I'm speaking today with Mr. Jim Daly, past mayor of Little Rock and current director of tourism for the state of Arkansas. If you've got a question, make a comment on flagandbanner.com's Facebook page or write this number down and call. 501-433-0088. Say it again, Jesse. 501-433-0088. And if you're shy, you can just creep on my weekly blog about life as a small business owner at flagandbanner.com. Or as I said earlier, you can listen to our podcast. There's a hundred of them almost in there. There is. <laughs> it's crazy. Before the break, this last break, the first break we talked about your dad as as daily office supply and how awesome that is and then the second break um and then the, and then we came back and we talked about being the mayor and how you were the first elected mayor in 50 years or about which i didn't know that prior to you being elected we appointed mayors and we talked about some of the things you loved about about being the mayor you had some great you had some great memories but um you've decided to leave to trent you you stayed per Bill, President Clinton's request at all the way as mayor through the opening of the Clinton Library, and you've now decided to leave? Well, I, I mean, I did at that time after the, uh, I finished that term, then I thought, I'm not sure exactly what I'm gonna do. That's when uh, uh, I was visiting with my brother-in-law, Hank Kelly, over Flake and Kelly, and he said, hey Jim, he said, I've got an office for you over here if you wanna come over here, hang out, get your license, you know, I, we, we've got a place for you. And so I did, I became a partner in the firm. I did that for 10 going on actually 11 years. And in the midst- Oh, a long time. Yeah, I did. Because that was from 2007 to just last year, 17. You were a commercial real estate commercial agent for Flake and Kelly. And did consulting work with uh, cities, uh, retail business development with cities. Um, and so it was, it was kind of an extension of some of what I was doing as mayor. Yeah. In fact, I'll tell you in a minute about some of the things I'm doing to keep that connection going with mayors, even as the tourism office. But, but I, when I went into the commercial business, uh, thank God Hank gave me a place to hang out, and and I was blessed to learn a little bit, made a few dollars, and uh, made and, a lot of friends. And, and seven months ago, you decided seven, to take this new appointment. Actually, it was probably the the decision was made. The governor appointed me back in August, I guess it was, of 2017. And I was on the Parks and Tourism Commission, as you had mentioned. Mm-hmm. I was chairman of the commission, and and we knew, I mean, just to give me a little bit of history, uh, the Department of Parks and Tourism was run for 30-some-odd years by Richard Davies as the director, Joe David Rice as tourism director, and Greg Butts as parks director. So each of those now has retired within a period of about three years. Kane Webb is now the executive director, replacing Richard Davies. I'm the tourism director, replacing Joe David, although I committed only to two years on this, and I'll tell you about that in a minute. Mm-hmm. And, and also then uh, uh, Grady Spann is our parks director. So we have a great team, but we're really in kind of a transition. And I was on, a commission, on the commission 
and was chairman of a committee, we were actually uh, going to make some recommendations to the governor for uh, the replacement of Joe David Rice. And in this committee, mm-hmm. my name kept coming up, and I kept saying, I'm too old, I'm ready to slow down, mm-hmm. all this sort of stuff. Finally, Kane Webb cornered me one day. We were up at Crystal Bridges. I'll never forget, and I'm about to walk out, and he said, can I talk to you? And I said, he said, would you do it? And I said, Kane, I'm too old. You need somebody younger. And he said, no, seriously, you'd be great. And I said, no, I just don't think so. He said, well, think about it. And finally, after a few days of thinking about it, I said, okay, here's the, here's the deal. If the governor wants me to do it, I'll do it. But I'll commit only for two years. Now, if I have to stay longer because we're still getting things in shape, okay. But my goal is to do several things. We're in a transition, help come up with that next tourism director that's a young person. Secondly, we're in the transition of our new contract to roll out our new website, Arkansas.com, which is a huge deal. Yeah, and I want to see I'll that say. I want to see that through. And then thirdly, I just uh, believe that there's some things we can do to get our staff and organization tidied up, if you want to call it that. So Good, clean goals. Yeah. So I'm working on those things. I've got some great people working for and with me. And I'm blessed that... Uh, I already know what's going to happen. At the end of two years, you're going to have something still dangling. And they're going to say, <laughs> somebody's going to come to you and grab you by the lapels and say, Jim, just stay till we finish the website yeah, or whatever it is. I don't know. I don't know. Because I, I remember going home and telling Patty, I said, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about this. I told Kane, if the governor wants me to do it, I'll do it. And so we're out to dinner. And Patty's get, like, no. I, yeah, and I get this text. <laughs> and, and, again, and it's just Kane says, he wants you to do it. And Patty's I, like, <laughs> bring me another glass of wine. <laughs> that's right. So anyway, I was appointed back uh, officially back in August. Uh, and Joe David and I did some things together around the state just to make that transition. Uh, and, of course, he's the iconic tourism director that, you mm-hmm. know, was recognized nationally. Is he the funny guy? He is. Really yeah, humorous. With I've a seen lot him his, speech. A lot of his stories. Oh, he's hilarious. Yeah, he's got a book coming out uh, in probably September that's, you know, about quirky places in Arkansas and Oh, all he's that. got, he's So good. he's a guy you really ought to have on. Oh, to I talk should. About What's his things. name? Joe David Rice. Oh, he is so yeah. funny. Yeah, he... He would be a, a hoot to have on the, on here with you, and so he'd be fun to have too. All right, let's talk about the places to visit, okay. and there are so many places. I, when my kids were young, I had a nanny who was going to visit every park one summer with my children that was in driving distance, mm-hmm. and I think that's a great goal it is. to have. Is like every park within driving distance of where you live on a one day trip, you should try to visit. And I have never yet been to every park in Arkansas yet. How many are there? Do you know? Fifty two. 52 state parks, one a week. <laughs> one a week. <laughs> and, and you got it made. And if you do that, then uh, we'll probably give you some sort of plaque or something. I'll be the so, first person, probably. That's so. You know, that would be a great contest. Well, I mean, and actually, there are people that make that part of their goal and on the commission as well as individuals. And we'll you should hear, start a contest like that. And you have, they have to bring something from there. What's those things where you have to go? You have to geo, geo. Yeah, geotags. You and, should do geotags at every state parks, and the per- first person to get all the geotags gets a gets a flag from Arkansas Flag and Banner. That's really a pretty good idea. Thank but, you. But you know what you're talking about though when we say what's there to visit or do in Arkansas? Oh, yeah. You know, they're the iconic places like the Presidential Library and Crystal Bridges and Devil's now, Den. Yeah, Devil's Den. But the parks themselves, the 52 state parks, you know, the signature yeah. parks, Devil's Den, Magazine, Wilhelmina, Pettyjean. Where's the one you dig for diamonds? What's that called? That's a Crater of Diamonds. Mm-hmm. and That's no place you, you can do that in the world, I don't you, think. That's right. It's and, the only place in the ax- world. And keep your diamond. And keep you your diamond. It. 
And there's probably an average of over 30 diamonds a month found and kept by people at Crater Diamonds. No way. Yeah, absolutely. Now, most of them are small, obviously. Do they but, have showers there when you get finished? You can go take a shower. <laughs> they, I'm serious. Uh, well, they actually, they have a water park there. So you just go I, I guess in. you could go jump in the water park okay. if you want to. But, you know, they have the sluicing ponds that are sheltered so you can get in out of the sun and go dig up some dirt. You can actually take back a bucket of dirt with you if you want to take it home with you. And or the gravel, actually. You have to wash it and then leave the dirt there. But take Okay, back. and then there's caves all over the caves place. Caves all over the place. I, mean, I actually saw one for sale not too, a couple years ago. And a lot of, one of the places that some people don't uh, know about or don't think much about, uh, when I ask the question when I'm speaking, is uh, Old Washington State Park, which is down Where's near. That? Down toward Texarkana, near Hope. Uh, it uh, was the Civil War capital of Arkansas. And when you drive that eight miles off, of the, off Interstate 30 and you go down the little two-lane road and all of a sudden you arrive and you look around and go oh my gosh this could this could be williamsburg really it's really cool there's a restaurant there interesting interpretive uh uh people that dress up in the the outfits of the house that they that person lived in back in the 1800s they tell the story there's a i mean anyway it's a fascinating place to visit so did you know about that before you became the state parks tourism guy i actually knew about it but had never been there until i got on the commission so when I was on the commission, I thought one day when I was down in Texas, Canada, I said, man, i got to go see this Have you place. been to all 52 state parks? I've been to Don't lie. 40, I don't know, I've been to 48. Yeah. Just got four more to go? Four more to go, that's right. So, what, what were the last four? You remember? Okay, I now can't I'm going to put you on the spot, I'm sorry. Yeah, all right. right, canoeing. Canoeing is great. Buffalo State Park. Buffalo right State there. Park, Buffalo, Buffalo National, National Park. Park. Yeah, that's that's right, right, National Park. So it's not under our purview, but it's one of the greatest assets that we have in our Hot Springs National Park. Hot Springs National Park. I yeah. mean, that's pretty crazy. Where you've got Lake Washtenaw State Park. You've got um, uh, the other one over there, too, Lake Catherine State Park. Beautiful lakes. I mean, our rivers and lakes that we have in Arkansas are incomparable. Water is going to become the next oil. I agree. And we are going to be yeah, rich. I agree. I agree. The other thing that's going on in Arkansas that, of course, is the growth in some communities of activities like mountain biking. Up in the northwestern part of the state, in addition to Crystal Bridges, you've also got those young Walton grandsons up there that are, they they have made it their their plan that Arkansas is going to be the mountain biking capital of the nation. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah. I mean, last year, 2017, they did an economic impact study, and I want to talk a little bit about that for the state. They did a an economic impact study that said that cycling had a hundred and eighty seven million dollar impact on Northwest Arkansas in two thousand seventeen. I mean you have shops that are starting up, brew pubs along the routes. I mean it's it's just growing. And they're putting money into other places too. They're putting money into some of our parks like Hobbs State Park up near Rogers and Eureka Springs uh, for bike trails. We're embracing more bike trails in our state parks. And it's becoming one of the hottest things going. My son, my youngest son just moved to Columbus, Ohio. And they, and it's a, I think that's the biggest state school in America. And they bike so much there that they have stop lights on the bike Oh, really? Yeah, right next to the cars. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. That's how big biking is. I think you're so right. So you've got five minutes. Give me your spiel. He's making notes over here. You know, actually I have a... uh, a 2017 economic impact study for the state of Arkansas. Let me tell everybody, hold it. You're listening to Jim Daly, Department of, he's the director for the Department of Tourism for Arkansas. 
Did I say that right? You did. Okay, good. So I just want everybody Tourism represents okay. nearly $8 billion of economic impact on the state of Arkansas. How much? $8 billion, nearly $8 billion. Who knew? It's the second largest industry in the state after agriculture. Uh, who knew that? I mean, they don't, unless you just stated it. Of course, we've got, I'll leave this with you, but there are numbers for each of the counties, for the different regions, the impact in terms of jobs, uh, sales tax that comes back to us. I mean, it is a net plus to us. Tourism means something without putting a lot into it. It's a net plus to us because when tourists come here, they spend money. And we're focusing now on a lot of things like the U.S. Civil Rights Trail, international travel, and it's just going to continue. International travel? Yeah. What do you mean? Well, I mean, it's, uh, the United States is obviously a huge market for international travel. People come from all over the world. But to Little Rock, you can't even fly here. Well, actually, it's you. Well, sure, you can. I mean, now. you can, but. Come on. Oh, yeah, I forgot you were on the, you're on the commission. I was on the commission. Yeah. And you're only one stop you're on away the from any place yeah, in the one, world, you know? So I, I, I like those give non, me a break. I like now. those nonstop flights. All right, go well, ahead. I do too. But anyway, <laughs> tourism, uh, international tourism is really growing. And we're focused because the governor's done a lot with China on uh, economic development and bringing industries here. So we're focused and have contracted really? with someone to help us to bring more tourists to from China. We're also the UK and Australia. And interestingly, one of the things we're doing is we partner with 11 other states that are in South. It's called Tourism Sisters? South. Oh, other states, and we market together to get them to come to the South. And one of the big I guess I'll say uh, interested right now in countries all over the world is a civil rights structure, I mean, struggle and racism in America and the U.S. Civil Rights Trail, which Central High is one of the top 10 that represents uh, the civil rights struggle. Uh, they, we have already have huge uh, visitor uh, numbers from out of the country, but we're focusing on that as an increased part of our domain. I am from this radio show. I have learned that the south, that the world is fascinated by the South. Yeah, yeah. That we are a culture that fascinates people. I it had was, no idea. It was a you know the 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 museums, the uh, Af uh, the African American history, the Native American history, the uh, places like Johnny Cash Home and Dice Community. I mean, all these, I mean, it's, it's, people are fascinated with that and come from all over. They are. That's what uh, Work Saban was saying that, what, Jesse, are you about to it's, say something? It's really the heartbeat of American culture. It, it is? is? All music, all art. Yeah, I mean, we, we rule. The Delta right. and this area of the United States, I've been saying it for years, we rule I don't know. And, I thought it was the and, colonies that ruled. <laughs> well, thank you for reminding me because music, uh, music heritage is a huge part of what we have to offer to people from all over the world. It sure is. Uh, you know, you can do rappelling. We've got rappelling here. Oh, yeah. We've got horseback riding. Uh, You've and been doing your homework. I, well, I've done all this. <laughs> okay. I just think about all the stuff I've done. When my kids were young, and my husband is an avid hunter Good. and fisher. Yeah. Uh, what is going to happen with the water in um, in uh, the White River? Do you know? Or the buffalo or the White River? The White River. They're thinking about, you know, all the, everybody hunts for ducks down around the White River, and the farmers want to drain it, and the hunters want to leave it. 
So I guess that's out of your area of expertise. Yeah, it is, and I'm not sure I'm up to speed. I mean, I have followed the Buffalo River. Well, and the concerns that, it, there's of a lot of tourism there, down there for the people yeah, oh, that yeah. do the duck hunting. Well, and I they, mentioned Batesville earlier, and it's right there on the White River, and that's one of the assets what, that Batesville has to offer. Is my it, former hometown. <laughs> not. <laughs> right. <laughs> so it, uh, the, the Washita Mountains are also interesting about right. uh, uh, Arkansas. Is the Washita Mountains, I think, are the only mountains that run uh, – is it east to west? Well, the the one thing I know about them, I'm not sure. I think it is east to west. But the one thing I do know about the Washtaws is that it's probably the only what I'll call true mountains in Arkansas. They're, because they were created by geologic uplifting, whereas the other mountains in Arkansas are dissected plateaus that are flat on top. Mm. So the Washtaws have that true mountain. And, and they kind of cuts to the center of the state, which does, makes a very yeah. diverse uh, state parks. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, I'm not sure how... You, you you'd speak to that because you can go to the delta where oh, yeah. where it's flat and then you can go to the mountains we have where a lot of diversity so much diversity yeah. do, do do most states have 52 parks most i mean there are some california and maybe texas and colorado that may have as many or more but most don't have that many do you want sure. casinos Boy, you really hit me square between the eyes, aren't you? Just yeah. go ahead and say it. We've got casinos. We've got legalized pot. Are those going to help or well, not help? I think they'll probably add to our economy. I, there are other issues I won't even try to get into. But, you know, Eric Jackson down at Oakland is uh, on our commission. And certainly we know the, the value from an economic standpoint of uh, casino and horse racing gaming in Arkansas. So I'm not sure what's going to happen on this election. But, uh, you know, it's... Uh, I guess it's up to the public. I never did want casinos in Little Rock mm-hmm. because we were already Crime. working on things. Crime. That, but we also were working on things in the downtown with the river market and all of that. And I felt like it would just totally change the complexion of the city if you came in and started doing casino gaming in the city. Hot Springs as a national park and always a recreation and yeah. some history of that. I think it makes sense there. But it totally changes a community. And what we have going down in Little Rock is based on authenticity in our history rather than upon the glitz of gaming. Yeah, uh, I bet Hot Springs wouldn't mind. Although I don't know if the Oak owners of Oakland would like to have a bunch of competition down there. They've kind of got it sealed up down there. Uh, what about the 10-lane highway that everybody is talking about, that they're thinking about doing to the I-30 bridge in downtown Little Rock? I know that maybe it'll move move traffic better, but doesn't that seem like the opposite of what all urban development's going on right now for downtowns? In general, I'd say you're right. I mean, I think you know the highway department has a philosophy that says if you mess it up with too much traffic, we'll fix it. And that's what they're obviously trying to do. And I don't know if we have the right plan. I've not, I, quite frankly, I've tried to be a little bit distanced from that. Uh, but I do think there's some things I've seen that were attractive to me, you know, where the interstate comes right into downtown there at second or third mm-hmm. or whatever. If that could turn into more of a green area, mm-hmm. that would be a plus. I don't know whether we need 10, lane, 10 lanes, six lanes or what, but I, I know that that highway uh, has like uh, 100,000 plus a day vehicle. So it's like, what, 30 million Wow. vehicles a year that travel that well, route. You know, so. truck, big trucks aren't allowed to fly, drive on I-630. You know, 
they have to go around. That's right. So why can't they do that to I-30? Why can't they make them go around the city? That I would take so much traffic off, yeah. and then we wouldn't maybe have to do it. Yeah, we, we would need another couple of hours to discuss right. this topic. Let me give you my gift for you today. That <laughs> okay. was good. Wasn't that nice? Did you see how politically he cut me off? He's <laughs> so good at that. <laughs> You're so diplomatic, just like your dad. All right, look, you get oh, a flag desk. Do you have one a desk set for your? I do not. This will be on my desk back in the office. So it's sure a will. it's a four by six inch desk set of the U.S. and the Arkansas flag. I'm, do I have time for me to mention one other thing? Yeah, go ahead. I'm sure. calling at least five mayors a day, and we have 501 cities in Arkansas, and I'm trying to find those unique things that would be of interest that we need to help promote. So, and also just making a personal connection. Just like going to visit all those people whose sons and daughters were shot. I'm a connector. You really do like people. You said that. I do. You really, really I do. I like you too. You're so nice to me. You said that too. Thank you very much. Jesse, who's our guest next week? Uh, Connie Falls, proprietor of the Clinton Museum store on the first floor of the Clinton Library. That's old Connie Fails. Did I say Falls? Did I type Falls? It says Fails, clearly. Okay. Uh, we're going to get you some glasses. <laughs> Might be about time. Yeah, she's a designer. I've known her for years. She designed clothes for Hillary Rodham Clinton when she was the uh, first lady of Arkansas. She went up and had a show in Washington D.C. when um, when the Clintons first went up there, a, a fashion show. I went up, I went to that with her. But she now she owned her own store here for a long time. But now. She's, like you said, she's at the Clinton Library doing the Clinton store. But the cool thing that I want her to come on and talk about is she spearheads this curbside couture event, which is a design competition featuring fashions made of recycled materials produced by third through 12th graders. It's a competition for third through 12th grade fashion designers out of recycled materials. I love that. If you have a great entrepreneurial story you would like to share, I'd love to hear from you. Send a brief bio or your contact info to questions. That's questions with an S at upyourbusiness.org. And finally, to our listeners, thank you for spending time with me. If you think this program's been about you, you're right, but it's also been for me. Thank you for letting me fulfill my destiny. My hope today is that you've heard or learned something that's been inspiring or enlightening and that it, whatever it is, will help you up your business, your independence, or your life. I'm Carrie McCoy, and I'll see you next time on Up In Your Business. Until then, be brave and keep it up. You've been listening to Up In Your Business with Carrie McCoy a production of flagandbanner.com. All interviews are recorded and posted online with links to resources you heard discussed on today's show. Subscribe to her weekly podcast wherever you like to listen. Carrie's goal? To help you live the American dream.